Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Queen City Roundup. With you as always is myself, Joey Kanji, and my co-host, Matthew Spaniolo, joining me over Zoom because we still need to do that. I mean, it's not like we were going to really record in person anyways. I know, but I just want want to promote the, the social distancing and all that. Yeah, because that works so well right now. Well, you know um, what? We're almost at the end, so just do it for a little I, longer. I agree. Um, but, you know, that's the way that shit is right now. Um, speaking of shit, oh, doctor, do we have a lot of shit? Uh, and not the good kind of shit. The Is there a good kind of shit? I mean, it depends, because, like, when you get, like, a lot of shit, well, I guess, like, I guess it depends on the context that you talk about with, like, I don't know. It, it's one of those adjectives or like descriptive words that you're just like, oh, like I don't know if it works. Anyways, before we get into the shit that Matt is uh, referencing, uh, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup and on Instagram at Queen City Roundup. Uh, big things are in store. So if you want to keep track of that, of those big things, follow us on the social medias. Yes, um, on the Twitters and the Instagrams of which Joey mentioned, uh, we post a lot of stuff on there. Uh, a lot of you can go ahead and add us if we are wrong, which we never are. I don't know why would you ever add us? Like, what the hell, man? We know um, everything. Yeah, we we are we are Toronto sport fans, so therefore we know everything. I've like, seen everything from sitting on my couch. Yes. Um, so speaking of seeing things on our couch, I didn't watch this last night, but you, I believe, did, uh, which was the Raptors dropping their ninth straight, which I believe is their longest losing streak in, God, probably a decade, maybe? I, I think they said the last time they lost, time they lost nine straight was in 2011, which was like, so if 10 I years recall ago. correctly, yeah, if I recall correctly, that was a 22-win season. Yikes. That was a long time ago, man. Um, but uh, considering that this season, I don't mean to sound like a bitter fan, but this season's a joke anyway. Um, especially Mickey without, Mouse season, as as what I've been calling it. Yeah, more or less, it's been a Mickey Mouse season. Um, especially when you look at the fact that uh, literally teams that were in the running for the beginning of the season are like crumbling right now, and what's really funny is like you have a team like the Hawks that like two weeks ago, they weren't even close to the playoffs. Now they're like just on the outside looking in, which is really funny. Um, But yeah, teams lost nine in a row. Obviously it's not been fun because, you know, I don't think anybody likes losing. Obviously you've, you've lost, I believe for eight out of those nine, you did not have all of your starting four of OG. Starting five. Or starting five, like you didn't have, you didn't have Fred, you didn't have Siakam, you didn't have OG, um, you didn't have your coaching staff either for like a long time there too. So that one really sucks. Um, but I think the big one before we get to the trade rumors that have been all over the place, um, I guess let's talk about the Siakam stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, the discourse surrounding the situation on social media is not level-headed, but I don't know. 
it's it's Twitter, right? When is anybody ever level-headed about anything, right? Exactly. Um, but basically, um, what happened was it first came out that I believe it was Shams who tweeted it that um, <clears throat> excuse me that uh, Pascal Siakam got fined fifty thousand dollars for an altercation with Nick Nurse, but then that got defeated and saying that saying that that it's not the case and the Raptors still investigating what happened. But what it sounds like is I don't want to speculate, but what it sounds like is uh, Pascal Siakam and Nick Nurse got into it after the game, which I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't think it's something to really look that much into because what I see is two competitive people who are pissed off at the situation they're in and pissed off that they lost nine in a row and things got a little heated and things might've been said. That's it. That's how, that's how I see it. Like, I don't know. This does not mean Siakam is going to get traded. Like what a six, six zero is alluding to. This does not mean that there's um, differences or Nick nurse and Siakam are not getting along. That is definitely not the case either. Um, I think it's just too, competitive um, people who are just frustrated in what's happening right now. You know what this reminds me of? And then and it was really swept under the rug right away. Um, the last time that there was like a coach player altercation with like, or at least like a confrontation, I guess more so um, was, I believe it was 2016. If I believe correct. It was uh, John Gibbons and Josh Donaldson uh, JD who we've, come to know is a little bit of a hothead to an extent he's a competitor yeah he's an athlete he's a competitive athlete making millions of dollars the the emotions are going to show uh and then of course gibby being the sarcastic manager that he is he goes up and says something to him uh jd gets back and up in his grill back when we were allowed to do that without having to worry about spreading a deadly virus um and uh, I mean, like, to be fair, that one was just that was swept under the rug, like within like maybe another game or so, which is kind of funny because like if the Raptors were winning, no one would be talking about this. The fact that they've lost nine in a row, this is at the forefront. It's two guys that are unhappy about losing nine in a row. And like, I don't know, I'd rather see them not happy about it than being and also, like, just absolutely like, the nurse got fined like a week like not even a week ago no not even it was just this the game before this he got fined because he threw his face mask <laughs> after the after the game because he was uh, not happy with some of the calls from the from the officials yeah um and then again it's like one of those things where um again it's just everyone's down you lost nine in a row the media is on your back the trade deadlines in what two days it is on Thursday. We are recording on Tuesday. Yeah, so, night, so so by the time by the time this goes up, it'll be four it'll be twenty four hours before the deadline. Um so like you, you Well before you deadline it. day. Well yes, deadline day. Um but you, you have to think like, you know, something's gonna give. Like I and, and what's funny is that like everyone's saying like, Oh, you know, this is this will be a perfect time to blow up the core. It's like No. If the core know, was old Do you then know sure. the NBA? Do you know how the NBA is run? Where like this is nothing. Like the shit that we've heard from like like considering the fact that okay, yeah, he got traded eventually, but the shit that Harden was pulling and the fact that he was basically getting away with it 
I mean, he got fined, but he was still playing for Houston. And then obviously they ended up dealing him. Players are going to still be around despite in like, and also this is a one-off because now, okay. If it was a recurring issue, then yes, then you would address it. But like, especially now that the media has a hold of it, these issues are not going to be reported again, unless it comes really serious. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, I'm sure that there was a discussion between Bobby Webster and the two gentlemen involved with potentially Masai Ujiri, most likely. And and they'll get they through this. Yeah, like it's it's the equivalent of a heated altercation at work or a, an example of like when you're when you're talking with somebody like a friend or whatnot and something gets mis you know misinterpreted and that leads to a not a altercation but it leads to something really really you know it leads to some things being said that you wish you could take back so i think it's well, one of those things we heard about this with um sheldon keith and kyle dubis um to I guess go across the the hall of, of mlse um when they were with the marlies together um I've heard stories of Dubas and Keith being like in, at each other's throats on certain things and like having absolute like screaming matches with each other. But like, sometimes it's, that's like, that's just how, how st- things work at things work. And like, you just got to get it all out. And then, and then you talk it over after and it's just like, and, well, and you're all good. I'll like, do you one better. Like, like, I don't, I know no one likes to talk about it enough. Like Babcock and Lou were arguing on the draft floor back in 2016 when when you know this was obviously after matthews went number one but it was like you know it's it's pretty much like more or less at this point it's getting to the point where like stuff's gonna happen this is pro sports this is this is the show this is people and you're playing with a lot of egos and i know that sounds rich coming from two you know for lack of a better terms, to dudes who will never crack pro sports in their lives. Hey, I don't, hey, know, still... I don't know about me, but Joey may have a future. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, no, my, I my do time's not. my time's gone. Um, and I feel like that's really what happens. If you if you if you don't succeed at sport, you uh, make a podcast and start talking shit about pros. Um, hey, what do you call a, a group of white males? Barstool. A podcast. Oh, true. I was okay. If you said white, like uh, misogynistic males, no, 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 no. I wasn't humble that way. I was just talking about just just your average white person. Yeah, it's either it's either a podcast or it's uh, a bar uh, bar counter. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of guys just sitting. Anyways, there brews. miss those days. Anyway, uh, um, just to go I back guess, on yeah, my point back. about me not liking the discourse about this in the Twitter sphere, I've seen people calling Pascal Siakam's character into question after this, which is oh, extremely offside in my opinion. Like, are you telling me that you've never gotten into an argument with someone that you still like really get along with and still really like in the past? Like, of course you have. I'm sure you've gotten into arguments with some of your best friends and you've been like really pissed off at them and said things to them that you wish you shouldn't have or in any sort of setting. Cause I know I have, but like, does that mean I'm a bad person or the person that did that to me is a bad person? No, it's just, it's just what happens sometimes when, when 
when you disagree on certain things and and you, you're just frustrated and this is exactly what the raptors are right now they're frustrated and also and also like shouldn't we all relate to like having those moments of like being overwhelmed and being like in a negative state of mind like a lot of us are still at home a lot of us are still at home you know seeing the same four walls depending on where you live every day um you know interacting with people through zoom and all this other stuff like even for pro athletes like this this is probably this is the hardest season probably ever in professional sports because you know the moral of the story is like you know athletes you travel go to hotels go to get tested go back to hotel rooms play the games if they're negative stay in the hotel rooms if they're if they're inconclusive or positive and it's like you know, what can you do? Like you're by yourself and I can attest to that, you know? And I'm sure like with, I have a distinct feeling and like, I don't want to make any assumptions, but like, I think it's one of those things where it's like for, for him, like for Siakam, like he, when you're basically in quarantine for two weeks and like, you don't really like, you know, I don't know if it's just like, maybe it's just frustration. Uh, pent up. Yeah. It's pent up frustration because when you're, when you're in your room, and you're and you're watching the games that you want to be a part of and want to be on the court for and you're seeing the team losing like that sucks you want to be on the court helping your helping your guys right and like maybe with with the whole stuff with nurse like it's just a really sticky situation but it's a one-off i think if you just give the guys a chance to cool off then they'll be okay i think because at the end of the day you know this team like these two guys won a championship with one another, you know, they're, they're very well known. They're very well like respected. This will get swept under the rug in a week, I think, or a win will just completely shut everybody up. Well, here's the thing. Do you want the Raptors to win or do you want them to sell high on two players being Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell and try to, plummet as far to the bottom as you can for a good pick. And then that makes the retooling this off season a lot easier. Well, well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, uh, we heard talk about obviously Miami. Um, they were tied to, to, to Kyle basically for weeks. Uh, and I heard two names that apparently the Raptors would be interested in acquiring and that Miami would be willing to part ways with. Uh, the first one that I heard was uh, precious Chua. Um, who is a young power forward who's not really getting many games in or not really getting much time in with uh, with Miami as of late. And he's not really getting a lot of playing time. So you have to think, and he, I mean, he's only 21. So that's a project right there. But the name that surprises me is their other young 21-year-old kid in Tyler Harrow, apparently being hero. Hero, sorry, I I I pronounced the two R's instead of the like if there was another O there, um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I didn't think uh, Hero would be one of the guys that would be open, but I was told that like maybe Lowry would uh, agree to an extension in Miami, and then you you go that route, like that that's what I'm thinking might happen. I don't uh, I don't know because as we know, uh. The Heat didn't want to give up Tyler Hero for, um, uh, why am I forgetting it? For Kyrie, not Kyrie. 
wow, uh, for James Harden. They didn't want to give up Hero for James Harden when that whole fiasco was going on. So I don't see them wanting to give up Hero for Lowry. Yeah, and that's why like I, I like Michael Grange was the one who said it, and I was like, like I love Grange, but it's like really like I I didn't anticipate that being uh, well, like, the yeah. Well, like another thing that's crazy about the situation is just like last week they were all saying like it's unlikely Kyle Lowry gets traded, but I guess a few more losses um, makes oh, yeah, for, changes things. It changes things, and are like maybe we're better off just. Um, doing this because it's better for the long-term success of the team and and yeah let's give uh kyle the respect that he deserves and give him a contender who doesn't have to stay in this mess yeah and like i i what's funny is that like and we'll get to norm in a second but like with with kyle like the the two teams that were gonna always get him would be the the 76ers because he's obviously from north he's north philly's finest uh, and then the Heat really as well. At, at one time, no, but now obviously Miami really is in desperate need of getting, you know, another another shooter, and Lowry fits the bill. Um, I mean, obviously, if, if they had the assets, I think he would have been a Clipper by now. That makes the most sense. Clippers uh, again, don't, like, don't have the assets for to make exactly, sense for the Raptors. Yeah. So, I like, guess one of the things where it's like... Um, but if we're talking about a Kyle Lowry trade... The one that makes the most sense for me from what I've heard would be trading him to the 76ers, which is what also I think Kyle Lowry would like. I know that he is a proud uh, Philly boy. He's proud to be from there and he's always repping it however he can. So I think he would like being able to play in front of his hometown and also that package that is rumored would be would make the most sense for the for the Raptors. Like if they can get a, a Matthias Thibault, um, and a pick with that deal, which I've heard that plus plus, and that plus plus is just Danny Green and Mike yeah. Scott. But that's just to make the money work, basically. But the main pieces in that would be the would be the pick and the be the pick and uh, and Thibault. So um. Thibault's a really good young player. Like, I would love to have him. So if the Raptors can get a package like that for, for Kyle Lowry and send him to Philly, I'd be all over that. I think that's better than what the Heat can offer, assuming me, that they won't give up Tyler Hero. Yeah, like, to me, like, if they get Hero, then I think, like, Malachi Flynn's kind of, like, counterfeit right now. And I think they want to roll with him uh, as, like, kind of, like, their future. Um, probably He's their got future potential. Sh- He's, he might be their point guard of the future, but like you don't know because you don't. Well, know I mean, you saw that Van Vliet was just entering his yeah, prime ex- right ex- now, exactly. In, so in like, basketball terms, so I think like with that sense, like it would make more sense if they do make a trade with Miami. I think they should get a Chua, uh, more so. But then again, it's also going to be like, do you really want to get another power forward to add to your core? Um, I mean, like, and it's one of those things. If where it's, it's like assess- a Chua and then and then Kendrick Nunn is added to that, just. And then we have like a decent center, like like Kendrick Nunn is fine, but like especially if you can get him and someone else, and it would be like a rotational center type of situation with Kendrick Nunn, that would be pretty nice. And Kendrick Nunn too is also still like really young, so so who knows, right? Yeah, um, and it's very much one of those things where like and and like there really isn't another trade that I see, and like 
getting over to Norm now. Like I heard like the names that were interested in him were um, the Timberwolves, which make no sense. Uh, the Pistons, which make no sense. The Celtics, which that would be the only reason I see them getting a Tristan Thompson back, which I don't know if I would want that, even though he's a Brampton man. I don't know if we want to bring the Brampton man home. Uh, also, he was in a relation with a Kardashian. I don't know. Who would have thought of that. Brampton? Who would have thought a man a from Brampton, Brampton would be a, would be going? Would, we got. Were, were they married man, or were they or did they just have a kid together? I think they just had a kid together. Hey, anyway, keep still, in mind, who who would have thought Steph that? Curry married a Markham woman? Yo, what is with the GTA, man? Yo, like that we, we got everybody, man. Like, if I ever, if you ever like get pissed off, just remember, like, there's not a lack songs. of characters here. Oh yeah, we are base. <laughs> what what was the description? They said that uh, apparently, uh, like Ontario is the Florida of the states. Is Ontario the Florida? Florida or, or is there that New many? York? Is there that many anti-maskers here? Okay, hold on. Let's sidetrack a little bit because this is an interesting conversation to have. Oh, we can all agree that Alberta would be the Texas. Yes, Alberta would definitely be like the Texas or the uh, – I'll take a very predominantly like shroud. Okay. Texas, Alabama, Arkansas. Um, the South. Oklahoma, anything from there. Let's say – okay, let, let's let's rule with this. Let's go Toronto is the New York. Toronto or Ontario. Or sorry, Ontario is the New York. Yes, because everything it's is the here. biggest. That too. Quebec. Would Quebec Maybe be like Louisiana bit. because of like no. the French? I, Louisiana. What the hell are you on? I think the, the, they have French influence Quebec there, man. In Louisiana? Yeah, dude. You've never opened up a history book. I didn't learn about American history. I just learned about Canadian history. Yeah, this was Canadian history when the. What, what we sold that French can I believe the French had that part and then they sold it to the to someone or other. Any, anyways, all I know is that it has French influence. I got to get an Adam's history cameo in order to figure that out. <laughs> um, okay, so that's those, those are the two. Uh, Vancouver, Vancouver would be the California, like the Seattle, California. Yeah, that's the, like, just the West Coast. Cool. Like that's very similar. Yeah, and then like you have like. Like the territories is like Alaska. Saskatch- Saskatchewan is like Saskatchewan is basically like Nebraska because it's like what is yeah. there? Nothing. Based, like, I was I was gonna say Nebraska mm-hmm. or Mississippi. No, Mississippi is no closer to Alberta. True. Uh and then like I don't know, like Newfoundland and PEI, what would that be? <laughs> that would be like maybe that's the Florida, but like the inland like, Florida, not like Miami. No, no, no. But like PEI is like the the main. No, that's Idaho, because they got oh potatoes. Okay, all right, that's that's the way that it works. <laughs> if you have potatoes, you're from Idaho. That's the way that it works. Idaho, no Utaho. Wow. That's Word a, play. That, 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 that's one of my favorite dad jokes. I don't think I've ever heard a dad say that, and I really would be scared. If I did, I'm gonna say that to one of my buddies. And he's gonna sit just, there just like just casually bring up Idaho in a conversation so one of your buddies will say it and then you can use that joke. I mean, I guess. Anyways, what, we are very off topic here. What were we talking back, about? We were talking about Norm Powell. Oh wow. Uh, Norm Powell to no, Idaho. We were, we were talking about Powell and then we were talking oh no, we were talking about Tristan Thompson. Oh yes. And then Brampton, Brampton. and then it went to and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
anyway, um, so like back to the, the only destination from what I saw that works that I would be interested in is sending Norm to the Mavs. But at the same time, it's like, what do you get back? Like, I would if probably get another pick not, for him. Yeah. With the way like he's playing. But like, it's one of those things where you want another name back. I think like a Josh Green, maybe. Or uh, Dwight Powell, I think, would be one that works. Cause that's Dwight guy, Powell would be part Dwight of a Powell package, a though. It won't be just him. Yeah, I know. It would be like Powell, maybe Josh Green, because those are two under, young guys. You get an Aussie and you get a Toronto man's back. Let me, let me pull up their roster. Let's see. They're not – like, I know that our, our buddy Let's Cole – Shout um, out uh, – Queen City Roundup and shout out his show Nothing But Airtime. Uh, he threw out the idea of the Raptors trading for Porzingis. That was a I while ago. Say... That would be, I think, that would be a trade that would involve Kyle Lowry. I don't think you'll be getting Porzingis oh, sure. with. Uh, you won't be getting Porzingis for um, for Powell. I don't think. Oh, for sure, and I think it's definitely one of the things that I look at. As like, okay, I think. You know, Dwight definitely... Powell is already 30 years old almost. What? No way. I, I feel like he just got drafted like oh three God, years he ago. He's already, wow, he's already been in the league for six years. Jesus. Anyways, um, who's someone? I mean, I'm trying to see who else here would interest me. But um, no, not Josh Richardson. Um, James Johnson. Let's bring him back. <laughs> the neck tattoo. Oh God. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, like the Mavs. Yeah, I guess. I guess you'd look at like a Josh Green. Um, maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. But I don't know how high people are on him. Um. I don't know what their package would look like. It would obviously involve Powell and um, who'd you say again? And Josh Green for sure. Uh, yeah, those two I think make the most sense. Um, yeah, like- I actually like Josh Green. I think Josh Green. I don't know. Maybe you're looking at like uh, Dwight Powell, Josh Green, and I th- and a pick. I think, yeah, I think that would be probably it. What I want to know is like this seems number one like idea and goal in the off season is to get a big and like the problem is is like there's no big men that are like available like the biggest one that's going to be available was the guy they were looking at which was drummond uh and he's and no what's funny i don't know if you saw but uh our buddy cole uh he retweeted something uh which is basically uh the analysts saying uh, andre yeah andre drummond is an elite rebounder and then the rebounds is basically just him hitting the rim over and over again, just like volleying the ball against the rim. And I'm just like, yeah, that's uh, that's our boy, that's our that's our guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, to me, to me, like, if you're gonna trade in the if you're gonna trade in the East, you trade to Miami or Philly. And if they trade Lowry, I don't think it'll be a huge loss just because they've shown how well they can do without him. Uh, but then again, having Lowry play against you is gonna suck. Um, and then like, yeah, if they make a trade, I, if they make a trade with the West, like the only the only logical trade partner I see is the Mavs. 
Like the Spurs, maybe, but probably not. Like they're kind on still like in purgatory of are they are will they or won't they make it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also sad when the Rockets beat you, dude. Hashtag the, the fade Rockets. for Cade. Yeah, it's a really good draft this year too. So honestly, in this Mickey Mouse season. I'm going to be calling it that. I don't care if it makes me sound salty. The Raptors have essentially are going to be playing 72 away games this year. So I don't care. Let me call it whatever I want. Um, but yeah, basically, I completely lost what my point was. <laughs> More or less, yeah. If you're basically, not playing, who cares about the playoffs? Yeah, and it's also like, do you do you have the playoffs as normal do you go back in a bubble like it's, it's really but, weird but here's the thing like this team is not like far away they just need to retool right like you don't need to rebuild you just need to retool you have you it's have a your championship core hangover you have championship your championship hangover you have your core of siakam og fred van and fred van vliet and then you just build around those guys right now like you address what you need to in the draft if you end up by some miracle getting getting Cade Cunningham absolutely fantastic if you get um the center from USC uh Mosley Mosley shit I'm going to research his name right now because um I don't want to sound like an idiot <laughs> um anyway sounds like an idiot yes I always sound like an idiot come on basketball reference work Oh, because I have to go on college basketball reference. There you go. The, ba- the better one. USC. Show me who it is. Evan Evan Mobley, not Mosley. Mobley. Mobley. OG a- Mobley. He almost averages a double double a game, so yeah. If you can, if you find, if you get him by by some miracle, absolutely amazing. And then you fill out whatever you need to fill out come free agency. Uh, if you get, if you end up drafting a center, you you're gonna need a a wing who can create his own shot, which is something the Raptors do not have right now. Or if you end up drafting one of those, then you go out and look for. Look for your center, and then you build up the bench because the bench has been awful this year so far. Yeah, bench has not looked good, and also like I think like their best bench player was what uh, DeAndre Bembry for a while. Bembry's like, been great. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, Utah Watanabe. Yeah, but those are just role players, right? Those aren't people you can depend on to get a bucket for you when you need it coming off the bench. Yeah. Like I what Norman Powell was before he got forced to start because of the lack of depth we had. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what we're we're going to be seeing, especially in the in the coming the coming days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that makes the most sense, um, if you ask me. Um, I think, like to be honest with you, like twenty twenty two, I think is going to be a good year for this team. And like, it sucks that like we already have to like talk about it, even though like, because my my cousin was like, oh, like they're still can make the play in round, and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Who cares about that right now? It doesn't matter what you're gonna do. Go in. Not even probably not even win around. So it doesn't. It does not matter. Um. Anyways, want to switch gears to to the hockey team of the city. 
Uh, hold on, I just got a tweet. Oh, oh, my my cousin sent me a tweet. What does it say? Miami Heat is running to acquire Lowry from Raptors. However, he wants some indication that a potential destination is willing to give him a two-year extension at a minimum of twenty-five million a year, according to sources. Ooh, okay. Well, send that to me. I need to see that for my with my own eyes. Who yes, tweeted that? Uh, who who'd that come from? Uh, the tweet was from. Hold on, I have to find it here. It was from Keith Pompey. Who? So, I your your guess is as good as mine. Hold on, let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up the tweet and I'll send it to you right now. Uh, he is a. I believe he's a writer for. I'm assuming because he's got on Sixers. So I'm assuming he's a 76ers writer. Uh, he is a, yeah, he writes for the 76ers. So basically we, we already knew, I, I kind of had an idea, but like two years though, like is Miami willing to eat two years of a 34 year old? I mean, if you get Kyle Lowry, what you're going to be paying for is you're going to be paying for 155% effort and the heart of a champion and a true leader. So I don't think like if that's what that if that's what they need, then they'll they'll do it for sure. And like he's someone who can still play too. It's not like he's like thirty four years old and a scrub. Yeah, but it's also like you have like roster spots that you need to fill, right? It's really tough. Um, but anyway, back to roster spots that need to be filled. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, since we have last. Uh, recorded we mourn the waiver claims of the new vancouver canucks top two scorers and jimmy bc and travis boyd yeah uh, which is uh sad but also not it's my uh, opinion I mean, um, I was basically more, I kyle dubas <laughs> i love how kyle dubas is doing a better job at building the bottom six of the of the canucks than uh than ben jim did. is yeah yeah I, oh I, my what's, god what's what's funny is uh, I think like looking at it, like Boyd has, I think like eight points this year. Um, he has more points than the following players. Uh, he has more points than Adam Gaudet, Tyler Mott, uh, Alexander Edler, Antoine Roussel, Jake Bertanen. The list just goes How on. How much are those players making compared to Boyd? Uh, I'll tell A you lot. right. Uh, Jake Bertanen's making two, two, five, five. Roussel's making three. I forgot Brandon Sutter, who's on that list. He he had a really good start to his season, but then he got hurt, and it was like, oh no, now it's broken. Basically, um, basically though, the the Canucks are doing the Leafs a favor because now I believe the Leafs have enough cap space in order to. Uh, I believe this was in a, a a James Myrtle article for the Athletic, but the Leafs now have enough cap space to acquire a player like Granlund without having to give up a roster spot. Yes. So, thank um, you, Vancouver. Now, let's talk about this because uh, there's been some – there hasn't been many rumors. Apparently, it looks like this trade deadline is going to be a total dud, which makes sense. Uh, and also, you know how it's a dud when you hear rumors about the Leafs going out and getting Jonathan Quick. Oh, which, God. Can we put it can, – can we just, like, pop that balloon? First like, of all – I would much rather have Freddie at the way that he's playing right now than Pat, than Jonathan Quick. I'm sorry. If this was Jonathan Quick from like four years, years ago or years, whatever, dude, ten years ago, 
when was the like, when was his last good season? Like uh the last season that the Kings made the playoffs, which was 17-18. He had a 921 that year. 921's pretty good. And then the years after that, 888 and 46, 904 and 42, and now 898 and 14. Like, what do you see okay. with him that, like, or like, oh, we got to get that guy? Like, how many goalies do we need to acquire from LA to realize that, like, they're just not the answer? Any Cal, have you, like, also, like, have you noticed that this team, this team has had a, a, a fetish with trading with all three California teams? Let's like, see. It's, it's, it's a yeah. fetish. Like, I swear to God, they traded to get Jake Muzzin, they traded to get Jack Campbell, they traded to get Freddie Anderson, they traded to get Vesta Toscala, they traded to get, uh, yeah, they got rid of Reimer to sign. They traded to get Jonathan Bernier. Mm-hmm. They traded to get friggin. Uh, they traded Reimer. Name. They traded Reimer to San Jose. Yeah, they traded Reimer to the Sharks. They traded. Uh, they got Gardner and Lupul from the Ducks in that trade for that Francois Beauchemin. Jeez, what a fleecing that was! I swear to God, th- this team must have like uh, a whiteboard or like a. Like flow a dashboard, like a flow chart or a dashboard. It's like, what do just, we do? We need a player. Call the California we, we, team. We, yeah, we get <laughs> players from this team. We get players from Anaheim. Like, or it's like, it's like, okay, we need a player. Good. Call the Ducks. Oh, we can't get in there. Okay, call LA. Like they literally, I, I would not be, it would not be out of the realm of possibility if this team literally, and I am not making this up, would just. Go ahead and send a trade to uh, a team like, uh, like they literally are just like okay, like they spend like three hours. Okay, like before everybody goes home today, we all have to call the California teams at least one time each, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, like to have them on speed dial. Is speed dial still the thing? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. Well, I mean, like if I guess if you save their contact in their phone, it counts as a speed dial in a way. Uh, but like I don't know what it is, but this team loves trading with California. They love trading with the Habs for some reason and the Sens. Um, and whenever it's with the Sens, it's a big trade. Yeah. Um, who else minimum like minimum with? six pieces. They also really like trading with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Uh, that's another one that they really like trading with. Um, Carolina, oh my God, the trades that they've had with the Carolina Hurricanes. Anyways, that's that's neither here anyway, nor there. Um, um, did you hear the story of Jimmy VC driving to Ottawa to meet up with Vancouver? Yes, uh, I saw the, <laughs> the the pictures of his uh, his his big ass SUV that he drove, um, which is crazy. That he I even... didn't think that NHL players like drove themselves. I I thought like the team would pay for a flight or something. Oh, depends right because like it depends on in my eyes it depends on like uh losing my train of thought here i think it depends on like how much money they make because like you know if you make like millions of dollars it's like okay like you could you could go ahead and, and spend money on like uh like a chauffeur to get you there and probably they wanted to save as much time from flying um it reminds me of I'm reading Sean Avery's book, and he told me like, uh, even with the signing bonus that you get from your when he got from his contract, I think he was making like, air above a million dollars. He said like I blew that signing bonus literally within like, one shopping spree, like getting a pair of pants. <laughs> like it just goes to show. That's you that Sean like, Avery though. 
No, but like it literally said, like they went shopping, and this was like when he was a rookie on the team when when they won the Stanley Cup in the nineties. Um, oh no, it wasn't the nineties; it was the early two thousands. And uh, he was just like, "Okay, like I will go and I don't want to look cheap in front of these guys." And like I was very much like an Urban Outfitters, like one of those guys, right? That doesn't spend that much money on clothing. Um, I think it just sucks because I'm sure, like, in normal time, but like in normal times too. What they get you a uh, a plane ticket coach? At uh, minimum, it, yeah. I think they'd be like, like, okay, and I'll drive here. Yeah, it's just like, see you later, man. Anyways, like, I found that weird, but um, wow, I just had something I wanted to bring up, but oh yeah, um, I don't know. Like, there's not really any new names other than Jonathan Quick that have been being rumored since last time we recorded. So I don't know if you wanted to head into that direction again, but we've kind of already beat that. That yeah, there really is. Like, <laughs> I know the trade deadline is uh, how many weeks? The, the trade deadline is three weeks away. We haven't seen a trade happen. The last trade that we saw happen was uh, Jonas Johansson for a six round pick, which was a blockbuster trade, folks. It was the biggest blockbuster. Um, I read something that was kind of crazy, and I want to know if you'd be interested in, see, in doing it because Buffalo's desperate. And I know you were talking oh. about Buffalo. Yes, so, because I have a certain scenario too, but this might lead into that. Does the trade involve a goalie? No. Okay, well, here's what I was thinking. Well, I, I had two scenarios here, ideally. Um, and this is, if the cap was not an issue, these trades would have happened right now. So the trade would have been the Leafs giving Freddie Anderson to the Sabres and the Leafs get Taylor Hall 50% retained. And that's your top winger. And then if you want to go further, you could go out and get a goalie like uh, who doesn't make that much money. I was initially going to say like a Capo Kakinen with the, uh, with the Minnesota wild, but I don't think that they would trade him. Uh, that's personally what I would do. If, if you want to get rid of Freddie, I, I don't know if I'd want to send him to Buffalo, but like that's one of the things that I think like, if you want to trade him, it's, an hour and a half down the street, right? Um, so that's that. Um, but the other trade that I had, ideally, if this trade was possible, was if the Leafs trade with the Vegas Golden Knights and Vegas gives up Robin Lehner for Freddie Anderson and the Leafs probably get a top six winger back as well, which if it was up to me, I would get like a Jonathan Marshall so as well. And maybe do like, or how about this? Let's do, let's, let's make the headlines. Well, here's, well, before you go any further, I just want to say, I don't think that the salary cap is going to be mattering much for this Toronto, for this Toronto Maple Leafs team, because when you take into account the prorated salaries at this point, and considering that a lot of teams will be forced to retain salary in, in, in trades uh, this year. And also with some salary cap manipulation, which is what Kyle Dubas and Brent, Brendan Pridham love to do. Um, I think that the Leafs are going to be not going all in, but about as close to it as possible as you can for this, for this season, especially because I know that, or I've heard that Kyle Dubas wants to do trades like they did at last year's trade deadline when they just took on money and received like a fifth round pick or something to pay for 
um, Las Vegas is part of the of Robin Leonard. They want to do deals like that. Well, they'll give up a draft pick to another team to pay the salary cap hit for them. So it doesn't go against the Leafs cap. And that's what I think is what's delaying the trade. So long as the Kyle Dubas is trying to um, finagle his way out of, out of uh, being over the salary cap by finding a trade partner in that sense. I right. think I think if that if a trade like that is going to happen, it's going to happen right. Like it's going to happen this season, and I'd expect I expect a lot from out of the Leafs, considering from what I've heard through a source. Source. Hmm. Go on. And yeah, so that that was my point. Is that I think that Kyle Dupes is going to do some really weird trades and find his way out of finagle the cap as best as he can and the Leafs it's very possible that the Leafs can acquire a Taylor Hall and a Grandland and possibly even another goalie without even doing anything like without without having to pay anything it's very possible I think this team is literally going to be one of the only ones uh that legitimately like goes out and does something because like you look at the Leafs have money like who cares like a lot of other teams are saying like they don't have the go-ahead from ownership to be spending money at the trade deadline just because it's a pandemic and they don't have it I have a crazy trade that I just thought of in my head that I hope everyone gets mad at oh god Uh, I'll be mad for them this is a two for two trade I don't think you'll be mad for this trade uh, Robin Lehner and Jonathan Marshall for Morgan Riley and Freddie Anderson if that trade happens, first of all, Vegas is dumb for to do that. Second yes. of all, second of all, I don't think Leonard is going to be getting traded. I think that I Vegas wish he would be would. dumb to get rid of. Vegas would be dumb to get rid of that goalie duo. Um, but you also need to keep in mind, like also, sorry, not to not to cut oh, you no. off. <laughs> um, also, a trade like that won't be happening until the off season if they trade if they trade Morgan Riley. Very true. Um, and I think, like, I, I don't know if they're going to trade Riley in general. Because... They will, Sam- because they will sign Dougie Hamilton in the offseason. But, like, then you have, like... Okay, then you have Brody on the right, probably playing... Paul With Hamilton. Muslim. Brody and Hamilton? Or who's going to play on the left? Um, Hamilton, plays, Hamilton? Hamilton plays the same side as Riley. No, Hamilton's a righty. Yeah, but he can play both sides. Here's what I would do. Anyways. I would do I would do Jake Muzzin with Dougie Hamilton. That's your top pair. Then, presumably, if he stays, you do Travis Dermott and Justin Hall. Dermott's Dermot gone. Hall, Dermot, oh. Dermot's gone, and oh. you don't and you don't have T.J. Brody playing in your bottom pair. At that no, point, that, no, I'm saying like T.J. Brody plays in your top four. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you have Brody. You have you have Brody with no. I think. Okay, Timothy Lilligren is going to be on this team next season. He's going to be the bottom will, pairing right No, he year. will be playing alongside Jake Muzzin because the Leafs will trade will trade Hall. Justin Hall will be traded. I think in this in this situation. Then you have you have one of Riley, Sandine, or Hamilton, that's me being hopeful, playing uh, playing alongside Brody on the top pair. And in the third pair, you have maybe even Sandine 
and he quarterbacks the power play. And guy. Guy. Guy who you will sign literally... who you guy... sign in free agency for like a Bogosian type. No, guy is Martin Marinson. What are you talking about? Martin Marinson is never gonna leave this team, is he? The course he got. Dude, I hope. I don't care if he's to me, I don't care if he's on the ice. He should be if they ever win the cup and he's still here, he should get the first. He should raise the friggin' thing. So you're because, saying this season? Yeah. It's at least win the Stanley Cup. Yes, absolutely. Instead of sending out John Tavares to get no, the Stanley no, Cup. You get no, 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 no. He gets it first. I'm talking the first handoff goes to Martin Marinson. No. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. No. Why why not? He'd be one of the last ones. He's literally Nick, gonna have zero ice time in the NHL this season. You do not want to see Nick Barden shed a tear. I'm gonna be he's com- wearing the same jersey. I'm gonna be completely Burns. honest. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, I don't give a shit who the hell who the hell gets it first. <laughs> exactly. But in a and, in a perfect situation, I would like it to go to Vares, gives it to Thornton, who gives it to Spezza, who gives it to Simmons. I mean that's and not then, a real situation. And then you just go like Matthews, Marner, like Lander, right, Brody, Riley. I think Riley would be the first youngster to get it. Youngster. <laughs> just because he's been there the longest, but but yeah. Imagine like thinking you know how old I am to realize that Morgan Riley's 27. Dude, he still feels like a kid. You want to feel even older? I'm going to make you feel incredible. And everyone listen. Nazem Kadri is 30. Yeah, I know. You feel old yet? Mm-hmm. I feel old. And you want to feel even older than that? I'll tell you what. I feel older than that. Nikita Zaitsev is 29. I remember That's when he signed here. He I was like 23. Uh, and then, I don't know. I don't, I don't know any other. I mean, Phil Kessel's. Bill Kessel's 33 going on about 52. Anyways, what's uh I'm gonna ask you a question. You can answer however you want. You can make it one word, you can explain your answer however however you feel necessary. Who is the starting goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh I don't know the full name for Jack. I don't think there's a full name. I was going to say Jackery, like Jimothy. <laughs> um, boy, it's Jack Campbell's net. It, it, it is Jack Campbell's net for now. And I think I think people are so hesitant because, like, what I think they're hoping for is he's either our Philip Grubauer, our, our goalie until Freddie gets his confidence back and is healthy and he takes back the reins, or he is our Jordan Bennington, and he takes this carcass of a team to the Stanley Cup final and wins them a Stanley Cup. Because that's what literally nobody knew who Jordan Bennington was until he won a Stanley Cup. And it's also funny considering he was going to be one of the top goalies on the market. And he got $6 million and he's a career like 906, 905 goalie. I'm telling you, a Stanley Cup buys you, buys you a Money. big contract. If you win a Stanley Cup in this league, you instantly get $6 million. You instantly, we'll now. yeah, you get $6 million and a guaranteed another half decade in the league. The only people, to my knowledge, that have not won a Stanley Cup that are making anywhere close to that money is uh, John Gibson with the Ducks, 
which some people were saying that he uh, shouldn't be worth 6.5. I think he should. Six and a half for him, I think, is good. Jacob Markstrom, who granted has been tough this season, but like he ideally, I think, is a good goalie. Not so for the next six years. Yes, but, I mean, for that Carey Price. That's before, going terribly. Before this last season, Henrik Lundqvist. He was making 8.5. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is making 10 on the dot. Oh, and I think that's, I mean, I was going to say Rask too, but like Rask won a cup as a backup, so I'm not going to count him. Uh, and then no one else really has any overpaid goalies. Did I tell I mean, you what I want the Leafs to do with Freddie Anderson? My theory on what the Leafs should do? Basically, um, basically, I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, there's no doubt in your mind that he's not 100% healthy, right? Like, there's something going on with him. He is, like, there well, has to be. There has to be, right? I don't know if, I don't know how many people follow uh, Tic Tac Toma. First of all, you should. He brought up a very good point. Um, and it was an observation. I don't know if this is when. But Freddie's last really, really like game that he battled in and stole for this team was a 5-3 win against the Habs back on February 20th. And he let in three goals, yes, but I remember he made one of his last really, really good saves on that game, and it was a pad save. When you make a pad save, and when you have to extend the left, like one side, oh no, he's been. That's on your hamstring. That's on your your. He's you know on your ankle, on your calf, and that's on your groin. He's been bad for a season. He's been bad for a season. Yes, before that. So I don't think. Point. I don't think you can blame. But he looks slower. He looks slower than normal. At this point, I don't think you can blame his poor play on an injury, considering it's been nearly two seasons now where he's been playing this poorly. I think what it is is he's just lost it. <laughs> like he's just deteriorating right before our eyes, which sucks, but he may also be dealing with something. So my theory is the Maple Leafs should put him on LTIR, get that LTIR money. Yes. But you also need to think like how long, like they won't sit him for longer than like two weeks. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're committed to him no matter what. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they are. They're not committed. After this season, they're not committed to him at all. So what, what's yes. it? If he's not playing well, who cares? Just put him on, on LTIR. He's still going to get his money, and then he'll be a free agent, can sign whatever the hell he wants afterwards. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where he's kind of the last. Uh... And then when the playoffs come, because it's all that matters, you can activate him. Doesn't go against the cap because it's the playoffs. There's no salary cap. That is true. And then, um, and then you have him as your backup goalie, which I think any team would want Anderson at, as their backup goalie. Yeah, and I think like to me, Freddie is only gonna make like a th- like he's not gonna make five again. Like I think for goalies in this league, the max <clears throat> that you can make right now. What did Holby uh, get? Like before, like. His deal before, or his no, deal his now? deal now with Vancouver. Four, he got four point three for two. That's years. what. That's that, roughly that's the ceiling. What that's roughly what Anderson's gonna get. And like, 
even with goalies now, like we're seeing four. Oh, and also a name that I forgot in the $6 million club uh, is Connor Hellebuck. But to be fair, he's 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 yeah, he's uh, he's doing well with that. It's only six million for Hellebuck is a steal. Yeah, like a hair above six is what uh, I think we're gonna hair above six. I think is is the is the plateau, but very few people are gonna make it because there are not many consistent goalies, especially from what we're seeing this year. Um, and like the goalie market's gonna be very bad uh, in the off season. Uh, the, like, not really there's a lot of names i want to we we went over this last week well, so we, we won't touch on it again but yeah, like the, but there's a I lot mean, of goalies that i think the leaves can get yeah and i think it's one of those things where you know it all depends on what fits for them because and i think i think what we're going to see right now because you got um you got the sands on thursday uh you might not even play the oilers on saturday and on monday because of the uh first canceled game or postponed game of the uh the, the canadian, canadian division, North division. Mm-hmm. yeah so, that's uh... um, who, who knows right because like mm-hmm. i it's funny because like we were, we were literally talking about this i think like a week or two ago but like oh man like canadian division's the only one that's got their shit together and then all of a sudden it's just like well we did and Joey's lights are flickering, which means that he's got a possessed demon in this house that's going to kill him. In his Honestly, the, my, my lights um, over the last like month or so have just been turning off whenever the hell they feel like it. And it's not happening in any other room in the house. So I have a feeling that somebody was murdered in this room before we moved into this house. And now they're coming down to haunt me. Yeah. I, think, I feel like were, that's the only logical explanation for it. Or they knew that you were a Toronto sport fan and they were just like, okay, like this guy got his one championship. Let me come take him. Maybe yeah, they waited. They, did, they just waited a year and a half after. They yeah, let exactly. me enjoy it for a year and a half and that was it. <laughs> um, anyways, um, speaking Shoot. of Toronto sports, Toronto does have a baseball team. Baseball is a sport, so that's a Toronto sports team. So you we mean can the, talk about You mean the, the Dunedin Blue Jays? Yes. Um, so some unfortunate news today for the Toronto Blue Jays. Looks like Kirby Yates is going to be having Tommy John surgery and George Springer has a strained oblique. Oblique. That's what I was about to say. Abdomen, but I'm like, Hey, technically is abdomen. He sprained his abs. Basically, Um, which I'm telling you as someone who's played baseball, Good luck trying to swing a baseball bat with your abdomens uh, not work, not not feeling right. Oh yeah, like you, you can't you can't play baseball. You can't mm-hmm. and, and like you can't you can't really do anything. Like even when you're good luck running, trying like to you're... throw. Good luck trying to trying to field a ground ball or catch. Like yeah, just just sit out and George Springer take as much time as you need to get healthy because we would need him healthy for as much of the season as possible. Yeah. Um, so to address the injuries and also worth noting, uh, there was another injury. I think that uh, was reported. Oh, Robbie Ray bruised his elbow, apparently falling down the stairs, which is not funny, but still very funny. 
it, it, it makes you. It's, um, it's funny. It's funny now that you realize he wasn't severely injured. It makes you I, realize because like, I've been there. It makes you realize like, oh, these athletes aren't too far off from just us regular people. They fall down the stairs just like I do every second week. Exactly. So, like, I, I, I really sympathize with that. Um, and obviously, like... Uh, was it Dustin Pearson, Penner one year who got injured from eating cereal? There was one baseball memory I remember of a guy literally sneezed and yes. pulled his shoulder out mm-hmm. of his... I don't know if it was out of his socket, but pulled it. Sneezes My are favorite, powerful. My favorite one was uh, Daryl Siciliani hitting a home run and then tearing his shoulder and missing the season. Like, that was a hell of a home run, man. If you had to, like... Mm-hmm pull that thing out of its uh its doohickey crazy but yeah um who do you think is gonna end up starting for the blue jays considering that kirby gates is likely out for the for the season um i have a name in mind you mean closing yeah closing did i say starting my bad there's two two names that logistically make sense uh those for me there's the one name that i really want to see i want to hear what you have is it going to be jordan romano Yes, I want to see Jordan yeah. Romano close. He's my front runner. My backup is Rafael Dolis because he looked very good in the setup role. And he initially kind of was going to be the the closer once uh, Giles obviously hurt his elbow. Um, and I think to him, I think in that situation, uh, like Dolis, I know like in the first couple of games, he was really, really rough, uh, but then he really batted it down and, and got his, his control in there. Uh, he's the kind of guy I think would be like the front or like the backup. It's Romano's job to lose now. Um, but another name that I think we should be discussing is a uh, Tyler Chatwood, I think would be a very interesting option in the setup or closing job, which is why I think the team is looking at right now. Um, it was, re- it was, it was weird because I would expect him to be in more of like a middle relief role or even like a long-term re- relief role too. Someone I'm very even do a spot start here and there. Yeah, I'm very. Uh, I know this is going to sound very weird, but I'm very high on the bullpen. They have a lot of really good upside with their names. Like, there's a lot of flexibility uh, there. First there of all, they have with... they have a lot of lefties, which years ago they would never have any lefties. Okay. Now you got Baraki as an option, K as an option, Luriano, who actually isn't bad out of the bullpen. I forgot that we traded for him again and also you have tim miser who's coming off of tommy john surgery too so where does mm-hmm. he fit in there right um to me like and, and like again they have the middle leaf guys they got julian merriweather who's really good david phelps is, is a decent stop you can throw hard merriweather yeah and it's, it's funny because he he had tommy john surgery when they traded for him um thornton's the kind of a guy i think kind of can work his way into the rotation he's got some stuff there um, their rotation after one to three scares or after one, yeah, okay. To me, Ryu's number one, that doesn't change. Ray has earned the number two spot, he looked really good. He was three, obviously, before he moves up one. Uh, Matt's right now is their number three, he's looked very good this spring, and I really like what I've seen out of him. Um, Ross Stripling, I mean, he was he struck out seven. Uh, and gave up three runs as a four guy. That's not bad at all. Rorark has looked better than what I expected so far. Like I feel like that he five did have spot. that. He did have that really bad uh, start on Sunday against the Yankees. 
Uh, I think he was experimenting a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's spring really, training, right? If we're going to experiment stuff, do it in spring training. I'm I'm not sold on Rourke. I think he, there's something so there. Who, who, who do you think right now is in contention for that five spot? I I would say Rourke, maybe Thornton. And, right now. And K maybe. Uh, yeah, I think like K K's one. Uh, and this is all just temporary until until Pearson comes back from whatever he's dealing with. Yeah, like you don't know when he, what he's going to look at. Also, everybody he'll probably slide uh, into the two or three, and everyone after that will be getting pushed back. I think this is the most I've ever been ex- uh, excited about prospects with this team because. Their top five, really their top six. Where does Alec um, Manoa fit into this team? You think he's making the team? I think to be completely honest with you, going into next season, out your top two might be Pearson and Manoa. Like dead ass. Did you have Ryu as a three? Dude, that he was a three technically when he was with uh he was, the he Dodgers. Because you had uh you had Kershaw, you had and Mueller, Granky. and then he, and, and yeah, and they had Granky. He was like a three-four guy there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think, I think ideally, like, because keep in mind, like, Pearson's only twenty. Pearson's only twenty-three. Manoa's only twenty-three. Um, they still have a bunch of other kids that like are still like Patrick Murphy's one that I'm really keeping an eye on. He's a really good pitcher down in the minors. Um, he's a guy that I think can really have a good. Uh, future with this team. I feel like Manoa can make this team in the bullpen, but I, he, but because of like service time and all that, it won't be right away. It'll be like about a month or two into the season. Yes, uh, and then also worth noting, like uh, I would want to see what uh, a TJ Zoic has to offer. He's yeah, kind he's, of been he's like, an interesting one. He's kind of like he was one of the first guys that this regime brought in, so it's like one of those things where it's like a wait and see kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just hoping that like this team, because uh, now apparently we're be- uh, there was a rumor that MLB players would start receiving the vaccine in yeah. the states around uh, mid to late next month, uh, which is really good because then that goes and shows you um, that the team is really uh, or that the uh, the league is really looking to accelerate. Uh, I know that there was that big ad campaign, which is. Uh, MLB will be the first, and then shortly after would be the other sports leagues just following. If they if they aren't if the other teams might be doing it, but being a little more hush hush about it until they're all completed. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's what we're definitely. But the the U.S. now is at a point where um, they wouldn't really be skipping any lines for the for the athletes, especially considering that they're the ones who are who will be traveling a lot of the time and all that. Yeah, that's that's ideally what I'm hoping for. Um, I'm, my ideal situation, hopefully, is uh, is the team comes and plays games. In uh, I think they play games around June. Like late June is my prediction. Do you think that there is any sort of chance at all that? We will be going to the Rogers Center to take in a Blue Jays game this this season. Will it be? Will it happen? Yes. Will it be deemed safe? 
I mean, well, people, it won't happen until it's deemed safe. Well, people will say, well, I mean, like restaurant eating is happening now, even though it's not deemed safe, which is hilarious. Well, not indoor. It's all outdoor. It, well, yeah, it, indoor is 50%, though. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought, I thought it was only outdoor dining that was allowed. Yeah. It's one of those things that I'm wondering about uh, over the next few. I mean, like, like vaccinations are ramping up. So, I mean, like, we, we, we're going to hit uh, 2 million by the end of the month. Uh, hopefully, maybe more. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. It's weird because I completely forgot that Easter is two weeks from now. Is it only right? two weeks? It's less than two weeks. Yeah, man. Less than two weeks, I think. It feels like we've been locked up for like three months. Not I am, I am at a point right now where I'm losing my friggin' mind. I, I I'm so glad that the weather's getting better. Oh man, um, it's cause nice because the other night I actually like, when is it? Last weekend I actually got together with some friends and we were sitting outside all together one night and it was like, see, if it was like this, we'd have to deal with a stupid dumb winter where we couldn't do stuff like this, then it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, last year around this awful. Oh my god, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thankful that at least it's a little better. At least right now, um, given the circumstances. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the show. Really, yeah, that's all, folks. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on this because I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Josie Altador on his Instagram story, um, ac- accidentally leaked the the new toronto fc kits (laughs) is he gonna be like tom holland well yeah but toronto fc did a good job with it because they already released them the other day and part of their like tease for them was like they they showed that video of altador but just blurred out the uniform (laughs) i would do that and they were just having they were having a lot of fun with it so i'll give him props for that you gotta gotta and they also look really nice i don't know if you've seen how they look yeah, but the new kits look they're nice. Yeah. Um, I think out of all of the sporting events, like obviously I want to go to a baseball game. I want to go to a soccer game. Like going to a TFC game is so much fun. I'm hoping it's a lot of fun. Have I you can, ever sat in go. the have you ever sat in the supporter section before? No, but I really want to. It is very fun. I ended up one time my dad has a buddy who has season tickets and it was just like last minute, like three hours before the game. It was like a Saturday afternoon. And I was just like, it was like a Saturday afternoon. I think I was still sleeping, actually. It might have still been the morning. And my dad wakes me up and he goes, hey, want to go to the Toronto FC game? My buddy can't make it. I'm just like, yeah, sure. He just like, had all four tickets. I just called a few buddies. We all went. And it was when Alfonso Davies was still playing on Vancouver. Because we saw him, I believe it was one of his, it was one of his last games in Vancouver which was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and his season tickets were in that supporter section and it is, it is crazy fun. Yeah. It's one of the things that I'm hoping I can, I can get to do once uh, this, this whole shit wraps up. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, let's hope we can get there sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Uh, My hope is like May, June, we get better, but again, we don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is uh any any final thoughts? Uh nothing as of right now. Uh all I'm saying is I like the fact that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is trending on Twitter because we need more stupid stuff 
trending instead of like we need we need more stupid humor and we cinnamon toast like, crunch is the love of my life i haven't had it in years oh and either i haven't had it in about a year either but it is just like literally one of the greatest things that has ever been created yeah uh, anyway. i'll also underrated cereal which i haven't had in years fruit loops fruit loops see like i'm not a big fan of just like that just like that kind of stuff like fruit loops are good don't get me wrong but you know what's underrated now i might sound no i might sound like an old person for this some mini wheats mini wheats are i knew you were gonna underrated as soon as you said old person i'm like that's mini wheats mini wheats are underrated mini wheats it was gonna be mini wheats or like cornflakes one of the two no especially if you get the maple the the maple flavor those are pretty good anyways that is all we got for you today be sure to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter at q underscore city roundup and on instagram at queen city roundup um we will be pushing out more content on there soon and uh yeah we will see y'all next week when we will potentially have a kyle lowry trade to break down more likely than not foreshadowing see you next week